0: Welcome to Uncle Sam's Student Interviews. Listen to real stories from real people. These interviews are brought to you directly from our English students enrolled at Uncle Sam's International. Hear about their biggest struggles, greatest successes, and career advancements through studying American English. Have you ever felt embarrassed at work because you couldn't remember the right English word or phrase? You may be an expert at your job, but if you don't know the correct English phrase, you might hesitate or say the wrong thing. Uncle Sam's American English has everything you need to succeed in English and to make a great impression in every professional situation. It's for anyone who desires to travel abroad, works in an English-speaking office, or deals with English-speaking colleagues anywhere in the world. Ready to jumpstart your career? Get started with Uncle Sam's American English today. Welcome back to another episode of Uncle Sam's Student Interviews. Today, we have another amazing student, amazing guest joining us, Christian Kinzo. Christian, how are you today? It's such a pleasure to have you.
1: I'm doing great, man. How are you?
0: I can't complain. I can't complain. Living in one of the best countries in the world, Brazil, right? Yeah. You agree that Brazil is one of the best countries in the world? I definitely agree. Okay. Top 10. Top 5. Top five, top, come on, top five, top five. So Christian, we're going to talk a little bit about your English journey, why you started studying English, why you like to study English, if you like to study, some difficulties Mm -hmm. of studying English, your plans for your life with English, everything else that we can think of. So before we talk about that, I just want to get to know you a little bit better. Who is Christian Kinzo?
1: So first of all, Christian Kinzo is... A 18 year old boy who's trying to figure it out what he wants to do for college and after college.
0: So you're trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Trying to figure it all out. And part of that journey comes with English because I've always been studying English since I was a kid, always been watching animated movies in English. My parents always bought me English DVDs and I've always. Try to improve this, but I've never actually went to study uh, in America, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is pretty crazy because your accent is almost perfect. You don't have a Brazilian accent like a lot of people do that study English as a uh, second accent. language. You have a really, really great accent. I was actually talking with your mom a couple of days ago about this, and she's like, I don't know what it is. He just speaks English so good. And that's true. I can, I can agree with her.
1: I think it comes from uh, watching movies, listening to music, and really having that content in English that helped me really listen and get better with my pronunciation.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is an interesting group, you and your mom, because you both study English with me and have been studying for, what, two years now? Could it be two years? A little less, a little more?
1: Really? Two years? has been a long time.
0: You guys started in the pandemic, during the pandemic. Yeah. Wow. A long time. A long time. A long time. So we've known each other for a while now, and I've kind Mm -hmm. of been able to see your journey as you were completing high school, you were doing your studies to go to university, trying to figure out some things in your life. So I do want to talk about that, because I do think that there's a lot of people who are in the same situation as you. They have these dreams, but they don't know how to get there. They don't know what they want to do with their life and how English plays a big role in that. Because I think English is, you can go to basically any country and people will speak English and understand. And so for you, when did you start studying English in a school? Because you said your parents introduced you with other things. When did you start studying in a school?
1: I think I first started learning English in school, probably in the early ages of my middle school like at the ordinary uh, subjects of the school and then a little later my parents put me on red balloon which is a Mm -hmm. famous uh, english school for younger kids or uh, teenagers i really didn't like it because i I, in middle school i was studying Mm -hmm. at the evening so like 12 till 6 p.m. And my English classes in Red Balloon was from 9 a.m. to 11. And so at the time, I really didn't like to wake up early.
0: Mm-hmm. I can imagine. That was
1: a major flaw in myself to associate English with a bad thing because I really didn't want to wake up early. And I, Talk to my parents, I said, I really don't want to do English class. It's just too much for me. I just don't want to wake up for anything.
0: And at this point, what level were you? Were you elementary, basic?
1: I think basic. I was not that young, but not that old. I think I was seven, eight at a time. And before that is just what I said earlier, like movies, TV shows, cartoons,
0: Mm -hmm. And so today, with those things, those topics, movies, TV, all of those things, do you watch English or Portuguese?
1: I only watch it in English.
0: Everything in English. Music too? Music too. Why? Why don't you listen to music from your own country, from your own culture?
1: I mean, I do have a playlist of Brazilian music. It's just that most of Brazilian music, I listen to the beat, not to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And so with music is kind of whatever, because I I do like more music that haven't got any lyrics, so electronic Mm -hmm. music. When it comes to Brazilian music, there's like, you have our country music from Brazil that is nothing to like country music in America.
0: Is it called sertanejo? Sertanejo.
1: Yeah. I just don't like the lyrics. I don't find it grooving at all. And I... Just don't listen to it.
0: So let me ask you, because I've never asked my wife this, but in in country music in America, it's talking about love, heartbreak, drinking beer, um, your truck, things like this. Is that what the words are like in Portuguese for sertanejo, or what is this like? What are they talking no.
1: about? No, Asia here, our country music is more like suffering from love.
0: Suffering from love. Okay, so we have some of that in, in ours as well.
1: But most of our lyrics is about suffering from love or being cheated on. Mm. That kind of lyrics.
0: Which is not always the best to listen to, you know? Like, why listen to this?
1: Yeah, I get it. I'm not suffering from love, so why should Mm. I be listening to this?
0: Yeah. And as a young man, you said that you're 18 years old. Do a lot of your friends speak English today?
1: Most of my friends do uh, speak English.
0: Do you, do they speak English to your level or do you think a little bit less than you?
1: Some of my friends speak it like me at my level and I have some that still have some issues mm-hmm. with some verbs or pronunciation.
0: I ask you that because I think that it's pretty rare to find an 18-year-old who speaks English as good as you do because you speak... Oh. Pff, you're amazing at English and I'm impressed yeah. every time we have a conversation that like... Where did you find that word? Like, how do you know how to say that? Things like that. I'm pretty impressed with the things that you say.
1: Again, by the influence of the media. I consume a lot of English Mm -hmm. media. I consume a lot of uh, movies, music in English. So Mm -hmm. I think it really comes up to this. And to keep in touch with the language. Because if I've not been doing this classes with you, I would probably lose a lot of my English.
0: Do you have any plans to move to somewhere that only speaks English? Not at the moment. No. No. So let's talk about this. You're, you said that you're 18. You just finished school, and you you were wondering to pursue university things like this. And so, tell me, what is it like as an 18 year old trying to figure out the world, trying to figure out what you want to do in your life?
1: It's chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Because most of my friends already knew what. They wanted to do but some of my friends are completely lost but they are you know working with their parents or doing a general course in mm-hmm. college like administration here we say that if you don't want to know uh, if you don't know what to do mm-hmm. you do administration because it's yeah. pretty general but i'm not a numbers guy i just don't compactuate with administration i don't know anything about business. Outside of with being learn- learning, learning, mm-hmm. and so I, I really don't fit in that topic of mm-hmm. not knowing what to do. So do this. Mm-hmm. I just know that I'm more inclined to um, the healthy part courses than numbers, or because here we separate in areas. We do health area, uh, the math area, and then it is called here the human area which is, like, you are good in history, geography, Portuguese, mm-hmm. um, in our case.
0: Yeah. What would be your advice for people who, who are in the same situation as you? Have you learned anything yet about making this decision about what to do in your life?
1: My best advice is don't rush things out because when you rush it, you are trying to... St- be an answer that is still not formulated yet. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm in now. Like I'm searching for the answer. I do have some tips to the answer, but still I don't have the full response.
0: And I remember what it's like to be at your age and to not knowing what I want to do. I did go into university to pursue graphic design, but I did not complete this degree either. And so I think it's a lot of pressure at this age, 17, 18 years old, know what you want to do in your life. Like at 18, you can join the military. You can go into battle, go into war. You know, this is a big decision to do, but some people do that, right? There's so many opportunities, so many things for you to choose from. So let me ask this question. What are you passionate about?
1: Big question. Because I'm the type of guy that aren't labeled by anything, I guess, I can't. I guess I just don't fit in, in a specific topic. My social life, I don't see myself being alone in every perspective of relationships, like not having friends, about my family. Mm -hmm. um, Having good relationships with other people is a great part of my life and really what makes me into me. I just don't see me doing something where I'm alone working with with anything that i'm by myself Mm -hmm. so although i can't mention like oh i'm passionate about science Mm -hmm. it's just not how it works for me that's why choosing a path in this age for me has been really difficult
0: I wanna kind of change your conversation and go to your traveling overseas. So you've traveled to some amazing places. Many of them are English speaking places. And so tell me a situation where speaking English helped you while traveling and maybe something that would be impossible if you weren't speaking English at the time.
1: I've always knew what people were saying, but growing up, I I was still learning how to respond to them. Like if I'm at the grocery store and the cashier asks me uh debit or credit, I know how to answer it. And then she'll start talking to me. Do you want a bag? Do you want this? Do you want this separated? And I, w- I would be just in my mind, okay, I know mm-hmm. what she is asking. I just need to translate it all for mm-hmm. me to formulate an answer. Um and I, I I'm pretty shy. So it's not that I will go outside and start talking to everyone in English. I'm pretty reserved. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to talking in, with the strangers, like overseas, it really depends on the situation. Because my mother does classes with you. She does know English. She just struggles with some um, pronunciation skills and a bit of formulating the writing. Words at the right places, Mm -hmm. but my father actually doesn't know a bit of English, he doesn't know how to speak it most of the times. He'll just go to me and you solve this, you go on Mm -hmm. and check in for us. I just don't know how to say it. I don't want
0: to. Do you and your mom ever speak English because you don't want your dad to understand what you're saying? (laughs) Is this something that you know? No, that's good.
1: Here in Brazil, like me and my mom. We're out shopping and we see some strange looking guy doing something strange and we'll go and look at him, look at him, Mm -hmm. and then he will understand and you say, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to say in Portuguese. But actually, I hoped that I've learned Japanese because I'm from a Japanese family so that anyone wouldn't understand what we're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I think way less people speak Japanese, definitely in in Brazil yeah. and in the U.S. than than English. It's funny that you're saying that because with my wife and I too, we we are ourselves all the time because we we speak English and we go out and we speak English the same way that you're saying with your mom. Hey, what's going on over there? You know, people don't understand and so we feel free and i feel like it's going to be a switch when we move back to the u.s because people are going to understand what we're saying and we have to be we're gonna to have to speak portuguese then right so that way people don't understand us
1: then you should be able to pick up some words from us yes.
0: yeah i speak some portuguese okay some some just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> and you actually are going on a trip this next week, right? You're traveling to the US, yeah. you're going to go on a cruise. Tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. that. Is this your first cruise?
1: No, this is not my first cruise. This is my fourth, I guess. You're but... an
0: expert. You're an expert. I've never been on a cruise. So I need you to give me some tips how to make my cruise experience the best that I can.
1: Okay. But uh, the first two times that I've been through a cruise, I was like four years old. So I don't remember a thing. I only know because I saw photos. The last time that I've been on a cruise ship was in 2019. I went to uh, Miami and I traveled with Royal Caribbean Mm -hmm. Cruise Line. It was amazing because their ships are full with entertainment and good food. And so for a newcomer in cruise lines, I would suggest Choosing the right ship for you. The first time that I went with Royal Caribbean, it was, I don't know from what line it was, but the ship that I'm going now, it's like this. And the ship that I went in 2019 was this. Almost triple its size. Because I I really wanted more entertainment. I really wanted more things to do in the ship.
0: What do you spend most of your time doing on a cruise ship? Like you personally, what do you prefer? Because you told me that there's a gym, a two-deck gym. So I'm sure you're yeah. going to go do that.
1: I'm going to be spending a lot of time in the gym. I It just makes part of my life now, going to mm-hmm. the gym and work. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. So back to that question earlier, what are you passionate about? I think you're passionate about the gym, passionate about working out.
1: Yeah, I can yeah. say that. Because mm-hmm. okay. now. It's not a matter of looking good. It's a matter of feeling good. So I do enjoy going there and doing exercises and carrying weight. It's just, I don't know. I just feel free. Mm -hmm. I just feel relaxed.
0: And do you do cardio or just weights? Just weights. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Cardio
1: sucks. Cardio (laughs) just disappeared.
0: Yeah. I don't like cardio. I know it's important and it's vital for a lot of people, but as long as I don't have to do cardio, I'm not going to.
1: Yeah, it really depends on your objectives in a gym. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, lose some weight, cardio is a good way to start up. If you want to gain muscle, cardio is still good, but it really depends on your body type and metabolism.
0: The HIIT workouts, right? High intense yeah, interval hate- training. Yeah, it sucks. I just hate oh, it's it. horrible. I think that's why I hate cardio so much because I went through a phase of my life where I was doing this and now when I just think about it, it makes me want to vomit because I hate, <laughs> it. I hate it so much.
1: Actually, talking about vomit, yesterday I did a leg day. I got a fever from like working really heavy.
0: Mm. Reminds me of a time when I got a fever from eating a dog in asia dog yeah you don't know that you you don't remember that story i didn't tell you in cambodia cambodia i ate a dog in cambodia yeah.
1: but you knew it was a dog
0: i don't want to talk about it okay i'm gonna get canceled okay. <laughs> you know <laughs> crazy times crazy times but i want to continue our conversation here so going on the cruise ship a good tip is to pick the right cruise line what's another kid? another good tip for a cruise
1: um don't spend money on useless things, Be like internet, for example. If you, re- if you are in a bigger party and you really need to communicate with each other, then sure, you can get the, the Wi-Fi package. But if you're doing, going with your wife, with your kid, with some friends, it really doesn't have a point in it. In you pay per day. The WiFi is not that good, and you probably need that money to spend on other things. More. I never things. even thought
0: about the internet on a cruise before because everything they say all inclusive, so you imagine the internet is included, but it's not. Yeah.
1: Whoa. All inclusive is a big lie. I mean, part of it. You know, the food is included, the water is included, but you know, if you want a specific type of food that you need to buy with them. If you want to drink alcohol, you have the beverage uh, package and so on. So you have a lot of tiny letters in that contract.
0: What about docking? Tell me about docking at an island, docking at a different place. What is this like?
1: You probably reached an island really early in the morning. If you want to go to the island and not leave the ship, be prepared to things not going exactly like you expected to. Because maybe they, it will rain. Maybe you don't have that, that many activities to do in the island that you wished it had. Uh, you really outside the ship is not Royal Caribbean responsibility now. Mm-hmm. You're kind of on your own on the island you need to search it up things to do you search it up things to eat and so on hmm. so be prepared to you know lower your expectations
0: that's my oh, tip. that's so sad that's so sad <laughs> <laughs> but i'm excited for you to go on a cruise with your family that sounds like a great time i want to end our time together with an english word i'm going to try to stump you with a word that you will not pronounce correctly because. Your English is so good, and you'll probably say it right. It's not going to be fun, but I'm going to try. And then I want you to give me a Portuguese word, and I'm going to try to say it, and we're going to okay. see what we can do. So I'm going to put the word in the chat, and you can tell me if you can say it <laughs> correctly. So there's the word. Go ahead. Carno. One more time. Carno. Colonel, That's right. That's right. R-no. It looks completely crazy to someone who studies English from a second language. Like R-no. kernel. There's no R in this word, like kernel. Where did you get that? But, but I, yeah, only, that's exactly I only exactly right.
1: Because of English media. Like, like I've, movies. I've heard before. And if I didn't know what it meant, what it meant like reading it, I would say like colonel. Mm-hmm. But I do know what
0: it means. So kernel. Mm-hmm. Colonel like Sanders, the KFC also, Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Now, please give me a Portuguese word in the chat. I will try to say it. <laughs> this is a big word here. So I'm going to say it. Liquid Liquidificadores. Liquid is that
1: right? Yeah. I
0: mean, Brazilian. no,
1: but a Brazilian would understand that what you're trying to say.
0: Can you give us it's the a correct pronunciation? Say the correct pronunciation.
1: Liquidificador.
0: Liquidificador. Liquidificador.
1: Liquidificadores.
0: Liquidificadores. Liquidificadores. Yeah. It's a blender. It's a blender. That's a huge word for blender.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: But I like liquid. Like, in the beginning, liquid, it's, it's the same as English. Liquid. So, it like, mm-hmm. I see where it's going with the word quadors, quadors. yeah the
1: thing with Portuguese against English is that Portuguese really intonates a lot of every syllable mm-hmm. like every vowel it's like ah e, e, instead of mm-hmm. English it sounds like words are like letters are being muted for no mm-hmm. reason at all or yeah.
0: like words kernel. that are re- like kernel
1: than it sounds.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whenever I'm driving through a tunnel, I see this really big word congestamento. What is this word?
1: Congestionamento. Congestionamento.
0: Yeah, that's a huge word to me too. Like, how do they even fit that word on the sign? You know, like, it's a huge word. And I want to end with one more thing today. I would like you to give some advice for our people listening who want to study English but feel like they can't. They can't achieve it. I'll never be as good as Christian. What is your advice?
1: Be comfortable with the language in a way. Uh, search your entertainment in English. So like, if you want to search something in Google, search it in English because then you'll be, there's more articles about your question in English than in Portuguese. Other things. Music does have a a huge deal with English in your life. As for movies too, Mm -hmm. because you're watching something that you want to, you're watching or listening something that you enjoy too. And if you associate that with English, things might be less suffering. If you're trying to learn English from um, zero.
0: Mm-hmm. My wife said the same that... thing today that if you search something in Portuguese and search it in English, you find more results in English. And so I've never yeah. really thought about that, but that makes sense. It makes sense. Since English
1: is the most spoken language, there are more articles in English to involve a larger audience. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Great. Well, I... Really appreciate you joining us here today, Christian. We hope to have your mom on soon, and I'll ask her about you a little bit. You can come back and listen to that episode. (laughs) But if you are, are listening today and you're encouraged by Christian's talk today, if you want to study English or be involved in music, media, things like that, like he's encouraging you today, do it do it it's just it's at the tip of your fingers you don't have to pay to watch a movie in english you don't have to pay to listen to music in english just consume content in english it's that simple and so
1: it's the same thing out. about working out the difficult part mm-hmm. is starting it yeah. after you start, things go in the flow just mm-hmm. you go on you just are taking
0: bites yeah great Thank you so much for joining us, Christian. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode. You just listened to another episode of Uncle Sam's Student Interviews. Uncle Sam's Student Interviews were recorded live in the studio with final editing before uploading. Subscribe today to the Uncle Sam's Student Interviews podcast or visit Uncle Sam's International on Facebook to schedule a trial class with one of our professors. Find our book audios by searching Uncle Sam's American English on your favorite podcast app.